Hey, DadBod Project brother, my name is Daniel Dezan and I am the host of the go-to podcast for men all around the globe that are looking to learn not only how to become healthier physically, but also mentally as well. I've been a personal trainer and a health coach for over 15 years and I've helped hundreds of men just like you smash their health and fitness goals. So without further ado, let's get into today's episode. His missus is probably someone that isn't even real because if he is dating a woman, if he is dating a human being with a pulse that actually is alive, then that means he is not of the exception of the rule that you are just going to run into complications and run into disagreements and run into shit that you don't agree with. It's just as simple as that. And look, I, I tell you what, I fucking wish. I wish that someone had this conversation with me when I was younger and someone sat me down and said something to the effect of, you know what, Daniel, (laughs) it doesn't matter what woman you end up dating, marrying, being with, there is always going to be challenges and there is never going to be a state of your relationship that you are always 100% agreeing with everything. There's never any fighting. I mean, I wish someone said that to me because that is the truth. And if anyone wants to sit there or stand there and tell you otherwise that their relationship is fabulous and they never fight and we haven't fought in five years and I can't even remember the last time we fought. (laughs) Bull fucking shit. No way. Not having it. Not accepting it. And if that is the case, (laughs) then you need to check on your missus You need to check on your wife. You need to check on your girlfriend and make sure that she is alive and she's not some kind of spy robot (laughs) from the Soviet Union. (laughs) So no one's immune to it. Let's get that out in the way if we're going to have the conversation of disagreements with the missus, fights with the missus. Now, I am not a relationship expert. I'm definitely not a relationship expert. And I'm not sitting here preaching and telling you, what to do, what not to do. I've, uh, I've got a PhD level in relationships and I know exactly what you should be doing. I'm definitely not coming from a place like that. But what I am coming from a place of is someone that has stumbled into this long-term relationship, marriage kind of agreement. And I've certainly learned along the way. I've learned some things. I've learned what works. And most importantly, I've learned some shit that does not work, as I'm sure you have as well, is is if you have ever been in a relationship with someone of the opposite sex. (laughs) So I'm not a relationship expert and I'm not, I'm definitely not coming at you from a place of I'm the expert, but I've learned some shit along the way and we have been married for coming up to 10 years and nobody lasts that amount of time. Nobody lasts that amount of time with successfully of that amount of time, I'd like to say for the most part, without actually learning a thing or two about what to do and most importantly, what not to do. And I was doing a little bit of research. Your boy Daniel was doing a little bit of research on relationships and on marriages here in Australia. If you are listening in from another country, then I didn't do research on your country. I just did it on my country, which is Australia, okay? And the stats on divorces are for every 1,000 people. I don't know if that meant 1,000 
marriages or 1,000 people collectively. The stats are two, there's two divorces per 1,000 people, or I think it was 1.9 people, 1.9 divorces per 1,000 people. So I don't know if that meant 1,000 marriages or 500 marriages with two combined, or maybe if there's three people within the relationship. Is that even allowed here in Australia? I don't know, but we're going off a tangent. But that's the facts. So it's pretty high. It's a lot higher than we would, I guess, we would like to imagine. And I think everybody knows somebody at least or has been in the situation where they have been divorced, staring down the barrel of divorce or should have been divorced a long, long time ago. I certainly know plenty of people in my circle that have should have called it quits a long, long time ago. And God knows why they're staying together. But I don't know. It's just maybe it's a miracle that they've stayed together. Who knows? But they have. And I think we all know people in this situation that we've either gone through a, a divorce or two. We either know someone that's gone through a divorce or two. At least we know someone is if we haven't gone through it ourselves. So I have formulated some tips. How many tips have I written down for you? I've written down seven, seven tips that I have found useful that I have followed myself during my own relationship, I have followed, and my marriage, I have followed and helped coach my clients to navigate through their own challenges with their relationships with their girls, wives, fiancés. And I'm going to share them with you because that would be a little bit rude if I didn't share with you the good stuff. So let's get into the tips of what you can do when you have the shits with the misses. I love this topic. Number one, this is one of the most important, and that is when you are having a problem with the missus, address the problem immediately. And what we uh, grown up, or at least I can speak personally, what I was grown up to believe in is whenever there was a confrontation, whenever there was a disagreement, instead of actually addressing it immediately, what I learned with my own experience of growing up and people around me was that we just sweep it under the rug and we'll just put it under there and we'll kind of get to that kind of never. That's that's the way that it was dealt with. And I'm sure maybe you can relate to this as well. I mean, it never really got addressed and never really got brought up. But of course, what happened is it doesn't go anywhere. Just because you forget about the problem doesn't mean the problem's not existing. And of course, it stores and it stores and it stores until it becomes this great heap mountain of shit in the form of emotional baggage and then one day boom one day you've got a massive catastrophe of a fight one day there's a massive blow up there's heated exchange there's swear words there's name calling there's all these pent up anger because the shit didn't get addressed when it did and it often went on for years and years and years so address the problem immediately it might be uncomfortable. It might make you feel awkward. It might be the last thing that you want to do because it certainly is for me personally. Again, I'm not coming from some relationship guru, but I try to address it immediately because you have a much better chance of continually successfully co-existing with this person of yours 
that you call your wife, your fiance, your girlfriend, if you address the problem immediately. If you don't address it, then it manifests itself into weird and bigger and uglier things in the future. It's just as simple as that. And I know for a fact that you have experienced this many, many times as I have. Tip number two, shut up and listen. Yeah, two to one. Two to one ratio. Keep your mouth closed more often in a disagreement and shut the fuck up and listen. Because if you don't open your mouth and you keep your ears open, you might learn of what it is that they are trying to communicate. But if all you're doing is waiting for a pause in the middle of their conversation to interject with your crap, then we're going around in this looping conversation and nobody gets anywhere. So shut the fuck up and open your ears. Shut up and listen, okay? Coach Daniel's coming in hot today. Number three. Ooh, this is a good one. Prioritize sex. Oh, so when I grew up, let me give you an explanation of a, a quick 30-second uh, up-to-speed thing of what my childhood was. Um Sex just was not spoken about. That's the update, yeah? Never. If something, a sexual-related scene came up on TV in, in the form of a film clip or a movie or a show, then it's like awkward as shit because that just was not, like sex was just not spoken about at all. It's just like do not even go there. Don't even talk about kissing intimacy like bang. It's on the no-go list. So, of course, I grew up being very, very kind of awkward talking about that. And when, when I was younger as an adult, it was just like very uncomfortable for me to discuss sex, yeah? Sexual related stuff, penises, vaginas, all of that kind of stuff. Meanwhile, my wife, who was my girlfriend at the time, she had a completely different upbringing and she had, she, they had very, very liberal conversations at the dinner table and literally nothing was off the table. So it was like the polar opposite of what I experienced and they spoke freely about sex and relationships and um, all of that kind of stuff. So when we first started getting together, that was really awkward for me to talk about that freely because it just wasn't the done thing for me for a very, very long time. But she had come from a place where it was the done thing. And uh, yeah, that's what happened. So the point of the story is be open and honest about sex and don't get awkward about it like I used to and prioritize it just like you prioritize other important things in your life like business, your meetings, your Zooms, your going to work picking up the kids, doing daycare, all that kind of stuff. And it sounds a bit funny that you prioritize and you book it in, but the reality is if you don't prioritize something and you don't book it in, then the chances of it happening are a lot less likely. And I'll say this, this is a really tragic fact. I see plenty of guys almost parade the fact, look at this little curly thing that I got going on. That's cool. I see plenty of guys parading around the fact that they very, very rarely have sex. And it's tragic to read. It's tragic to hear. And they almost have turned a very, very bad tragedy in their life into a comedy. And that has been their coping mechanism. And they almost wear as a badge of honor that they never have sex with their missus. And I'm here to tell you that that is not normal. And that is not a sign of a good functioning relationship. And if you are going around parading at the fact that you haven't had sex with your wife in two years, 
you have big problems on your hands. You have massive relationship problems. And I don't think you need me to tell you that. I think you know that deep down. And you know what I think you need to do? I, need, I think you need to stop masking that tragedy, that trauma as something of comedy because it's not funny and no one thinks you're cool if you don't have sex with your wife and it's not normal. And just because all your other mates are in the exact same boat doesn't mean it's normal either, okay? So let's get that out in the open. Not having regular sex with your wife, with your girlfriend, with your fiance is not normal. And it's not a sign of a healthy relationship. And it's a very fucking red, giant red flag that you are in a crisis with your relationship. Because if your wife doesn't feel like having sex with you, that is not normal. It's just not. I mean, think about it biologically. If we were like in the Stone Age days and there was enough women that didn't want to have sex with their partners, then that would mean there would be less babies. And if there was less babies, there would be less humans. And if there's less humans, then humanity literally does not exist. So can you see how it's very backward of how we've developed this belief system as men that it's that it's normal to not have sex? And I hear it all the time. Oh, well, I don't even know what sex is. Or I wear thongs to replicate the noise of, of what sex is. And it's like, that's not funny. And that's very, very tragic. And we need to stop we need to stop doing this uh, masking of trauma and masking of very big relationship problems. We need to start stop masking lack of sex in relationships with comedy because you're not cool and you're not funny, right? You're a joke if you're going around parading around that. Sorry, I just got to come at you hot and I got to tell you the truth because I, I made a promise to be authentic and open and honest and very direct with my with my content. And this is just something that needs to be said. And probably someone, you haven't heard this from someone before, but it is the truth, okay? And I get countless people reaching out to me, talking about the relationship problems that they have and reaching out saying, what the fuck do I do? What do I do? You know, my miss is this, my miss is that. And, I, and I'm going around, I'm pretending that it's okay that we're not having sex. And I'm pretending that there's all these problems with our, in our relationships and, and it's not cool and it's not okay. So why don't you start having a more honest conversation with yourself and other people and not masking your tragedy in your relationships with comedy? It's not cool. You're not funny. Address it. Point number four, go on date nights. Like prioritize date nights. They're fucking important. They're important because, yeah, you might be a husband. You might be a provider. You might be a boyfriend. You might be a business owner. You might be whatever you are. But you're also the partner of your of your missus. And you're the you're the you're the husband. You're you guys are, are meant to be in love. You guys are meant to be sharing special moments together. And it and it should be prioritized and, and go on date nights. And look, I'll put my hand up and say straight out that I struggle to to prioritize date nights because I get it. Life gets in the way and we get busy, and before we know it, six months has passed and we haven't had a single date. But I've been a lot more conscious and aware these days to to prioritize that because it's important. And if you don't spend time on anything, then nothing grows. I mean, if you have a plant in the garden and you don't put regular water on it, what does it, what happens? It dies. And the exact same thing happens with your relationship, your marriage. If you don't water it regularly, guess what? It dies. Tip number five, be respectful, no swearing or name calling. And this is one thing that I'm very, very, what's the word? I'm very, very, um, I very much believe in. That's not the, it's lack of the choice of better words, but this is something that if there's ever a disagreement that I have or when there is a disagreement with 
boss lady, wifey, wifey de zen, then I'd be, I, I'm very, very conscious of no swear, no swearing at her, being disrespectful or name calling or screaming. I mean, it's okay to have a disagreement and it's okay to not agree on things, but it isn't okay to overstep the boundary and start being disrespectful and name calling and turning into a complete child. And I'm not telling you by any stretch of the imagination that I am perfect at this. I'm certainly not. And I get, I get that it is truly difficult at times when you're in the heat of the moment, you've got the shits. I certainly get it. Okay. But you need to have some standards and you need to have some boundaries because if you don't, then you keep overstepping them. And then before you know it, you've trampled over that boundary. There isn't any, and now you're staring down the, down the face of a beautiful divorce or a tragic divorce, whichever way you want to look at it. Okay. Step tip number six is learn from others' fuck-ups. Oh, this is a good one. So what do I mean by that? I've got plenty of people in, well, no, I wouldn't say plenty. I've got a few. I've got a few relationships, marriages, coexisting stuff going on in my inner circle of friends and family that is dysfunction, that, that is very, very dysfunctional. So I wouldn't say there's a lot. I would say there's a few examples over the maybe 10 years that I have been a lot more conscious of this stuff. There's, there's, a, there's quite a bit of dysfunction within their relationships of these particular people. And I actually use that as a really good lesson of what I don't want with my marriage, of what I don't want with my relationship. And it might sound selfish and mean, but that's just the truth of what I do. So I observe, I see what doesn't work, I see what doesn't happen, and I say to myself, I don't want that to be my reality. And I don't want my kids to say that to me. And I don't want my wife to say that to me. I don't want to have that kind of relationship with my wife. So if I don't want what I'm seeing, then that means I need to do better and be better. And most importantly, I need to learn from other people's fuck ups so that I don't make the same. Does this make sense? It's pretty, it's pretty simple, pretty easy stuff. So learn be more aware of what's going on. Be more aware of what you like, what you don't like with other people's relationships. And if you don't like something, then learn from it and don't don't turn into that and let them make the mistake and you can learn from it and have a better relationship. So yeah, it might sound a bit nasty or whatever you want to call it, but that's just the reality of what I do. I like learning from other people and, and equally on the other side, I love learning from seeing successful relationships. I mean, I, I've got clients that have been married, happily married, having regular sex for, for decades. And I love to hear what they have to say about them. And I love seeing them interact because it's a good reminder of what I want. So I've learned from the shit and I make some changes so that I don't have that. I learn from the good so that I can replicate and be like that one day. And that's just what I think you should do as well. Learn from other people. The good, the bad, the ugly, yeah? This last tip I'm going to share with you, I need to jump off super, super quick, but this is an important one. This is probably the most important one, and that's why I left it to the end. Coach Daniel is going to share with you the seventh tip on what you need to do when you have the shits with the missus, and that is take better care of yourself first. If you want to have a better relationship with your girlfriend, wife, fiance, whatever she is to you, then you, my friend, my brother, need to take better care of yourself and have a good relationship with yourself first. 
Because if you don't have a good relationship with yourself, then how in the world can you have a good relationship with other people, most importantly, your wife, your girlfriend, fiance? How? How? When you have a terrible relationship with yourself, you cannot have a good relationship with other people. It's just as simple as that. And you know this to be true. So if you want to have a better relationship with your missus, if you want to fight less, if you want to have regular sex, if you want to have less problems in your relationship, then guess what? Take better care of yourself. Eat better. Move more. Work on your physical health. Work on your mental health. Have a better relationship with yourself. And I guarantee that so much of your relationship with your missus improves because you have improved. Guaranteed. And if you want to prove me wrong, then reach out to me. I'm willing to stick by my word. Reach out to me. Tell me otherwise. Tell me you disagree. That's cool. You can disagree with me. But I've been doing this for a very, very long time, working with hundreds of people to know that this is very true. So that's it from me. Let's wrap this up. I thought that podcast was fire. I really enjoyed delivering it. And I'm so glad that I, I jumped on and I delivered it, even though I'm very, very strapped for time and I do need to run right now. I'm so glad that I delivered that to you because I know that this is going to hit deep with quite a few people because I know a few people that are within my group, within my community, within my clients that need to hear this podcast today. I know for a fact, and I want you to take it in. And if I've triggered you, good, because that means you'll do something about it. I'm not here to babysit you. I'm here to coach you. I'm here to coach you to be a better version of yourself, not babysit you. So if I need to tell you the truths, and if I need to smack reality in your face, then that's what I'm going to do. Cool? Awesome. I appreciate your attention. I appreciate your eyeballs. Share this with someone that needs to hear this. And I know that you have plenty of people within your environment that resonated as the moment that I started talking about some of these things. So share it with them and reach out to me in the DMs. I would love to hear what your opinion is of this. As always, thank you so much for your attention. We'll do it all again tomorrow. Have the best night of your entire life. And we will chat soon. Coach Daniel from the Dad Bod Project is out. Ciao. Thank you so much for tuning into the Dad Bod Pod podcast, the number one podcast for learning exactly how to live a long, strong, and healthy life as a modern day man. If you are getting value and want to work with me and my team to learn how to accelerate those precious health and fitness goals of yours, then what I want you to do is go to my Instagram at the.db.project and DM me with the words dadbod. Or if Facebook is more your jam, then why not slide into my DMs with the words dadbod to my personal account under the name Daniel Dezen, D-E-Z-E-N. Our mission is to help busy men get more active and help them love who and what they see in the mirror all over again. So go to my Instagram at the.db.project or my Facebook page and DM me with the word dadbod. And me and you can have a chat to help put you on the right, correct path for those health and fitness goals of yours.